0: International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. God keeps His Word to those who obey His Word and to those who disobey it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the Spirit, you reap of the Spirit. And you sow to the flesh, you will reap of the flesh.
1: Celeste Montague, welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of Senior Pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today, we continue a study of the life of Elijah, one of the Old Testament prophets who had a significant impact on the lives of ancient Israel. We are in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 22, and we'll hear about an interesting episode that took place between King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, and of course, the prophet Elijah, the Tishbite. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw with part one of a message titled, God keeps his word.
0: 1 Kings chapter 22, and I'm going to be preaching the entire chapter, but I'm not going to, well, most of the chapter, through third verse 38. Um, but uh, let's uh, just read the first few verses here as we get started. And they continued three years without any war between Syria and Israel. It came to pass in the third year, the Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Now let me just stop here. Judah, the southern kingdom. Israel, the northern kingdom. Now I want you to notice, it says Jehoshaphat came down, but on your, calendar, on your, on your map it's, it's going up, right? You have uh, have to understand a couple of things. Uh, first of all, to the Jew, everything was down from Jerusalem. Second, it actually was down in, uh, in in elevation, and so that's what we're talking about here: these two kings, Judah and Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, "Know ye that Ramoth and Gilead is ours? It's a city in Gilead." Um, uh, And we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. It was over on the other side of the Jordan River. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Wilt thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, and my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. And the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray you bless your word now as we read it, as we try to understand it, and Lord, the connection to the life of Elijah and what you're doing in the life of Elijah now in the life of Ahab, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So we're going through the life of Elijah, but as we go through the life of Elijah, in this particular passage of Scripture, we don't find Elijah. Well, let me explain to you why this still has something to do with Elijah. And what it has to do with Elijah is it has to do with the prophecies of Elijah, and we see that in 1 Kings chapter 21. After all, when we come toward the end of 1 Kings chapter 21, we had the story of Naboth. Remember Naboth? and the vineyard and Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard and then Jezebel had Naboth killed and the vineyard was taken and God pronounced judgment upon God pronounced judgment upon Ahab. In fact, we see that particular judgment pronounced in 1 Kings chapter 21 verse 19. This is by the mouth of Elijah and here's what it says in verse 19. And thou shalt speak unto him saying, Thus saith the Lord hast thou killed and also taken possession as thou shalt speak unto him saying thus saith the Lord in the place where the dogs licked the blood of Naboth shall the dogs lick thy blood even thine judgment pronounced upon Ahab and judgment pronounced on his house now we talked about speaking God's message and trusting it here's here's the deal Elijah was speaking God's message so Elijah is all about speaking the truth and telling the people what God said can I just remind you of something always trust what God says always trust what God says be willing and be confident to let people hear what God said you say, well, I'm just, you know, there's certain parts of the Bible that I'm not sure people will be able to handle very well. Actually, there's a certain part of the Bible here that I'm not sure people will be able to handle very well, but we're going to deal with it, okay? And we'll see it later on in this, in this passage of Scripture. And I don't know if I have the complete explanation, but here's what I have. I trust what God says. And so this is the prophecy, and now we come to the story that is going to be the fulfillment of this prophecy, now, here's the, here's the deal. And, and, and the deal really is this. God keeps His Word to those who obey His Word and to those who disobey it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap of the Spirit. And you sow to the flesh, you will reap of the flesh. It's, I, I want you to see that this is exactly what's happening in the life of Ahab. Ahab brings these particular things upon his, uh, himself. Now, I just want to remind you though, as we look at the negative example in Ahab, to just be reminded of, of what the positive example looks like. I, you know, there, there, I, I, there sometimes I get concerned about preaching the negative examples in Scripture only. It's kind of like, you know, when you have your five-year-old and they have a glass of milk and it's full all the way to the top and you say to them, don't spill the milk, don't spill the milk, don't spill the milk. It's like you're guaranteeing they're going to spill it. Right? And sometimes it's better to say, hold that milk with both hands. And so I want to remind you... What living obediently looks like. Living obediently, I beseech you, therefore, by, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, what that we we give ourselves wholly to God, which is our reasonable service. That we present our bodies a living sacrifice to God, which is our reasonable service. Living obediently. This is very important for us to understand. Living obediently is about a life every day committed to God. Now, I'm going to show you in this passage of Scripture what living disobediently looks like. And see, there are some people that think they're living obediently when all they're doing is living obediently intermittently in the midst of a life of disobedience. And they wonder why they have problems. Have you seen that cycle? Somebody that, you know, they, they live Their life is given over to their addictions. Their life is given over to their sinful habits. Their life is given over all kinds of problems. And so they live their life according to their own desires. They live their life according to uh, the, the lusts of their flesh, doing the things that they, that they do until they start to reap the consequences of those things in their lives. And then they show up at church and sometimes make a big show of some sort of repentance and maybe do a little bit better for a little, bit, a little while until, things, until the pressure comes off, right? Right? And so the pressure just comes off a little bit and then they're right back into the old stuff until the pressure comes on and then they're back until the pressure comes off and their their life goes back and forth and back and forth. That is not an obedient life. That isn't the way the Christian life is supposed to work. Just responding to the consequences of disobedience. Living obediently is about an entire life committed to God. I want you to think about that for a moment. It isn't about every once in a while doing the right thing, so you hope things get a little bit better. It's about here is my life, Lord, you can have my entire life to do with me what I want, what you want. Does that mean that people who live obediently don't disobey at times? They do. But you take care of that business very quickly.
1: Dr. Shaw will come back in a moment to talk more about living an obedient life before God consistently, not just once in a while when the mood strikes. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part one of a message titled, God Keeps His Word. As we continue a study of the life of Elijah, a prophet in the Old Testament days, Visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio ministry. Many in our community struggle with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts.
0: Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button.
1: Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church, 623-581-3115. And now let's get back to our study of the life of Elijah as Dr. Shaw talks more about the importance of daily obedience to God.
0: And th- so th- there's a big difference between the, the two things and I want you to see them so it's about a life committed to God every day is a search for his will in other words I don't wake up today and think wow well I'm looking forward to all the good stuff I can do today and all the stuff that I want to do for myself today now today is about Lord how can you help me how can I be of service to you how can I be pleasing to you every day belongs to God not a particular few days And so every day is a search for His will, and and we we live then in obedience to His commands. That's what living obediently. I just want to remind you what living obediently looks like. What holding the glass with two hands looks like. And of course, living obediently brings blessing. Be not deceived; God is not mocked. If we sow to the Spirit, we will reap of the Spirit. And so, it doesn't mean that living obediently our lives are perfect. Or living obediently everything works out wonderfully just like we want it. But living obediently brings blessing. You say, where in the world does the Bible say that? Well, the Bible says it clearly in Psalm 1, for instance. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Those are the promises of God to to people living individual lives before him. So, I mean, the question I would ask you tonight is, is are you living a life committed? See, this this is one of the dangers of growing up, I hate to say it, in a Christian school I grew up in a Christian school we have a Christian school one of the dangers of growing up in a Christian school is the Christian life sometimes seems to be staying out of trouble getting your homework done on time avoiding demerits or quarters or whatever they call them making sure that you know making sure your teachers like you and you know in all of those you know so it's 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 kind of you know obeying the rules in order to get along that is not Christian living Christian living is about a life that is focused upon pleasing God. And the other things flow from that focus. They flow from the, the overflow of that commitment, that desire. It's, this is just so important. So now let's ta- let's just take a look at the contrast in the life of, of Ahab. And God dealing with Ahab here. Now... We're just going to just take a little bit of a review, and then we're going to dive into chapter twenty-two here. It's living disobedient is a li- disobediently is a life lived for self. There, there's one. It's either, either, either pleasing God or pleasing self. Now, clearly, we have in Ahab a king. And a king who is wrapped up in his own power and the things that he wants to do. And a king that is determined that he will do this. His standard for right and wrong is not what God says. His standard for right and wrong is whatever he wants. And we see that. Ahab was generally wicked. That's that's the way he is described in this passage of Scripture. There was nobody else like Ahab. Ahab violated the laws of God and displeased God completely. Now who was he trying to please? Well, what we see very interestingly in the life of Ahab, it wasn't about obeying Baal, you know, some foreign god. It wasn't that he decided, I am going to be the servant of Baal, because we see Ahab marrying Jezebel, and when Baal works out, that's okay, and when God works out, that's okay, and he he just is willing to flop back and forth between whatever he wanted, because Ahab's God, in the end, was himself. I mean, it is this life that are, that is lived for self and for that purpose God's laws are optional now what do we mean by that well he was he was it was w- within Ahab's power you know he figures I'm the king and so the king can do whatever he want laws are optional for the king and so he married Jezebel clearly against God's law it was cl- clearly against the law of the Old Testament it was clearly against God's law. Well, why did, okay, so how did he think that this could happen? It wasn't that he got some sort of special dispensation from the high priest. It wasn't that he got some sort of special dispensation from the, uh, from the temple that was at Samaria, which is where the northern kingdom was worshiping. He was, he was willing to change whatever, you know, and, and be above whatever the requirements, you know, you have in, in English history the story of Henry VIII of course, who wanted to divorce his wife and the Pope would not grant the divorce, so he trumped up charges, had her executed, and then, you know, he's able to do whatever, he, you know, he had, has that done. I'd so forget how many were executed and how many were divorced and how all that worked out, but, um, you know, you can do whatever you want because he feels like he's above the law. You know, just, well, if, if, you know, if the Pope won't grant me to do what I want, I'll make myself, you know, the king. And, um and then I'll make myself the head of the church. Uh, that, that's so convenient. At, at least he was open about it. Henry VIII was honest about it. Most other people who make themselves the head of their own church, they're not honest about it. And so it's the idea, is he married Jezebel against God's law? But, you know, the, so God's laws don't, and, and other people don't matter. When we talk about other people don't matter, he was willing to kill the prophets of God. You know, Jeze- he married Jezebel. He liked her. She brought Baal worship. That's pretty cool. That's okay. So she wants to kill off the prophets of God. Uh, okay, go ahead. Do that. That's fine. No big deal. Living for self. God's laws are optional, and other people don't matter. Isn't it interesting? What is the law of God? The, the, the Pharisees asked Jesus Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, their heart, thy soul, thy might, right? and love others as thyself living disobediently spiritual encounters are convenient you see see people who are living obediently can have spiritual encounters have you ever noticed this you talk to some people and they i'm I'm reading articles right now about and, and there are articles all over talking about the spirituality of the united states of america In fact, they're saying in surveys now that this is one of the most spiritual times in the history of our country. Now, what they're describing is this. We have a nation that doesn't go to church, but people describe themselves as being very spiritual. Well, I think that's fascinating because it's it's such a selfish, self-centered, non-godly, non-biblical, non-religious view of what spirituality is. It can mean anything to anyone else.
1: Dr. Shawl will be back with more thoughts about the real God who exists and false spirituality and false gods, and how King Ahab seemed immune to spiritual clarity and just went along with any old God, despite having a front-row seat to the real God and His prophet, Elijah. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we encourage you to visit daretostand.org. Find out more about this ministry. Consider supporting this program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. We'd love to give you free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115, and let us serve you in any way we can. You're always welcome to visit Sunday morning service at 930 or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague. Do join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elijah. And now, here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about false spirituality and the real God of Elijah. Join us next time for more, right here on Dare to Stand. And so then we can have
0: spiritual encounters. People can have visions and have special senses of things that have happened in their lives. Or or they can even have religious experiences in, in, in Baptist churches. But they have them for purposes of convenience. In, in 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 Elijah's life, for instance, you have Ahab and Elijah on Mount Carmel, and you have this battle between the prophets of uh, the prophet of God and the prophets of Baal, and, and God shows Himself as superior uh, and existing to, I say, superior to the to Baal. He, he exists; Baal does not. And so he, he shows Himself as real, and the and the prophets of Baal are slain, and the, and Ahab seems to be kind of. You know, going along with the flow. It allows Jezebel to pr- profess uh, her willingness to kill Elijah. But, you, you know, okay, that's the way it works. Fine, go with the flow. That's, that's Ahab.